Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gifts Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We'd also like to invite you to attend one of our upcoming events, the Feast of the Word Retreat on October 6th, and our College Retreat coming up November 8th through 10th. For more information about these events and for other resources, visit candygives.com. Well, welcome to the podcast today, and I am honored and thrilled to have the guests that we have with us, and you are going to love hearing from them and about them, because um, when I look at couples and families that I would like my family to emulate, both of these families come to mind. And so we are blessed today to be with um, these two very influential and incredible couples for the kingdom. And that is, um, we have Pastor Jason and Leanna Craft from Messiah's House here in Amarillo. And then uh, Pastor Rick and Brenda Trafton, who are also from Messiah's House. And both of them have just been so influential to Brian and I and to our families, and I cannot wait uh, for them to share a little with you today. So as we start, I've asked Pastor Jason if he just would uh, open us in prayer. Well, Father, we just thank you for your presence today, and Lord, we thank you that you're a creator, and from the very beginning, God, family was your design. You created a family. You said be fruitful and multiply. And God, we just thank you that family was your idea. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we're thankful today that we are family. Sitting around Mm -hmm. this table right Mm -hmm. now, we are brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters in Christ. Thank you that you're our father. You're a father to the fatherless. And we just, uh, really today is just about giving you glory for for what you've done. And we just bless you and we thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just as we were kind of preparing for this visit together, I I looked up several scriptures, and the one that I I want us to kind of think about this morning is Proverbs 27, 17, and it says, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, and I think we quote that scripture a lot, Um, and it is, it's great, and it makes everyone, you know, feel want to sing kumbaya, yes, I'm around, you know, strong people, but that sometimes is a difficult process. It isn't always easy to be sharpened, but I think it is so important that we each position ourselves to be sharpened because we can always be better. We can always look more like Christ. And as you pray, Jason, you know, the Lord uses family to communicate his relationship to us always. Um, He is a father, and we have brothers and sisters in him and um, people who have influence in our lives. And that's why I wanted the two of you to come and share uh, today. I want to learn from the relationship that the Lord has built in your families. So could we start this morning just by sharing about your your family, your biological families, and your uh, tell us uh, about your kids and your grandkids and what they're up to. You want me to go first, Brenda? Sure. All right. Yeah. Well, we have two children, Ashley and Kyle, married to Josh and Amanda, and uh, they live out of town, which is really hard sometimes. And then we have four grandchildren and uh, that are precious. They are just the kiss from the Lord after you've raised children. And, of course, we have adopted children and grandchildren and love that. But they are uh, busy with life. They're at the ages from 12 to almost two years old. And uh, But we just adore family. Yes, that's perfect. Okay. Um, okay. And they, one lives in the Dallas area and one lives in another state. Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay, so there's some distance. Yeah. Yeah. Which we need to have y'all back just to talk about adult children and (laughs) how to stay connected and all of that too, for sure. All right, tell us about your gang. All right, well, we have four children. Uh, Our oldest, Tyler, is married and lives in Tennessee also. Actually, same town in Mm -hmm. Tennessee. And then our daughter, Emily, is married and lives in Panhandle and has given us two grandsons, Titus and Duke, who are the 
epitome of God's goodness yes. in our life. And our daughter Kennedy is a senior at WT, and then Spencer is a senior in high school. Wow. And we have an incredible daughter-in-law and son-in-law that are heaven-sent. And you have another baby coming. Another baby on the way Yay. in February. That's yes. so great. Do you know yet if it's a boy or girl? We're not going to find out. You're not. I mean, I say we're, we're going to be surprised. Not. None of us are going to I think know. that's great. <laughs> yeah. So exciting. We didn't even get a choice. They just said, <laughs> they just said we're not finding out. <laughs> I think that the Lord can tell you. I think you'll know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that maybe as we just get into this, let's just go back to how your relationship began. Um, and that might help us gain some understanding into what it has developed into today. I would just love to start on this. Okay. Um, Jason and Leanna came to our church that we were at at the time many, many years. We all said 2020 years ago. 20 years ago. Good grief. And um, I'll just never forget that Jason was became our staff evangelist, and he was traveling a lot and on the road a lot, and they had, at the time, had three little bits that were almost just stair-step, it seemed like to us, and we invited them to come to our Sunday school class. We, Rick and I taught young couples, and uh, just to let us love on them, and you know, and I thought especially for Leanna when she was by herself and moved to a new town, and uh, just and just brought them in, and our young couples truly did. They really loved on them, and then when Jason was back in town, he was there and just we got to love on them as a family and then also uh, we did marriage retreats and so I think through those times God just developed a special relationship and for Rick and I a special love and our family for this uh, young couple um, that in just a deep deep way that we we really did not know truly did not know what God had for the four of us on the journey he was going to take us on. And it was just been, it's been a, we'd all say quite a ride, but yet some just incredible joys that far outweigh the trials we go through. And as you talked about Iron Sharpens Iron, I think we have been that for one another. We've mm -hmm. learned so much together in life, in raising children, in ministry. Uh, we've learned so much of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's interesting you mentioned that because we've had so many great times, mm -hmm. um, but most of the sharpening mm -hmm. has happened through the rough times. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. happened through the mm -hmm. trials when we were hurt, you know, in some way. And, uh, you know, we just, <clears throat> we had to fight um, mm -hmm. to keep the relationship, you know, connected and, and to receive from one another. And so, yeah, that... We all want to be sharpened, but the process of, of trial and tribulation, mm -hmm. the fire is where that happens. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the ability to love each other through those times and stick together and say, I'm not leaving no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that is a commitment that's honestly rare yeah. today, um, unfortunately. Do you think that kind of a commitment... Um, is different with the Traftons than it was maybe from your families of origin? Oh, geez. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we both come from more more broken than even just broken homes. And so, and our, you know, our dream, we were high school sweethearts, and our, our biggest dream for our future was family, and big family. We wanted a lot of kids, and... Uh, we just wanted to build what we were never given mm -hmm. and what it felt like we were never given and, and what we missed out on. And so so we did the kid part. You know, we populated the earth with four. And <laughs> we were fruitful. We were and we very fruitful. Right. It started young. And, and so, um, but then, you know, when we, we really first, you know, I don't know, the first 10 years or so, summer, seven or eight years, something like that, we we had a void in our life and but we didn't we didn't really even realize it and we weren't looking to even fill it and then we developed this beautiful relationship with them and it was like a void filled mm -hmm. and and we we began to like really see and experience love and because commitment, I mean, it's love, and love believes all things, bears all things, endures all things, hopes all things, and we we had that for each other, and obviously for our children, but we had never 
found anybody else that loved us like that. And I'm not exaggerating. We never knew anybody else that really loved us in that way. And so, and, and it, we have had challenges. We have all journeyed through different things, raising, you know, kids and then married kids. And they have been the most perseverant and long-suffering with us. And just that where you just can't count on that in a lot of relationships anymore, especially church culture mm-hmm. is you build a relationship in the church and they leave and you're out, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, and we've just built a beautiful, a beautiful, like, you know, I mean, just love and appreciation for each other. And mm-hmm. it has, it has stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. I think something interesting uh, is there's been, multiple times that especially other men have said to me I want a relationship with Jason like you have and I said well spend 20 years with him Uh you know walk with him laugh with him cry with him Mm -hmm. take on obstacles beside him Mm -hmm. cover his back be a safe place. Mm-hmm. We all need a safe place, yeah. you know. That's right. Be a safe place and also let him be that in, in your life. Right. And over a season, you'll realize, oh, wow, some glue has been developed that just becomes stronger and stronger mm-hmm. and stronger. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I think something we've all learned to do is hold the relationship gently mm-hmm. because God's making something that sometimes in the moment you're just not aware of. You look back and say, oh, I see God's been at work. Right. But holding it gently, you know, so it can develop along with God's design. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And um, I think Rick mentioned something that's really important when you think about spiritual families the one key ingredient is time. True. It's time. It's mm-hmm. it's you. You don't develop something like this in a couple of weeks by going to a home group or being in a Sunday school class. It, it takes years mm-hmm. of investing, and it's the people that stick beside you and walk with you that love you through the hard times, right. and they don't leave. That's how you really develop what we have right now. Right. Is it's just so special because we've fought for it, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and something that I've heard you say, and on a much, much smaller scale, I can understand this, but I've heard you, Jason, say, I've had people come up to me and say, hey, I'm going to be your prophet. I'm supposed to be your prophet. I'm supposed to have this intimate relationship with you. Well, when people present like that, it is always motivated out of some need that they're trying right. to meet in For themselves. Sure. So you begin to think, I don't trust people. Yeah. I mean, and you don't know me, and you're sure not getting <laughs> in here, right? right? Yeah. And so that is something that I'm sure the relationship between the two of you, it takes time where I know I can trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that I think... I would like for you to speak to is sometimes when you're in a position of leadership, um, there's not a lot of people that will challenge or tell you, I disagree. Right, yeah. But we all need that in our life. And I think the two of you together have done that beautifully too. Mm -hmm. You don't always agree. You never would. Uh, But to be comfortable in that place is, is pretty incredible too. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to hog all the conversation because I could say so much about our relationship um, together. But, you know, the psalmist in Psalm 68 is talking, he talks about the glory of God and and all that God has done for Israel and how his enemies are scattered and how he rides on the clouds and all these glorious things. And in the midst of it, one of the most glorious things that he does is it says in verse 6 that he sets the lonely in families. Mm-hmm. And I just love that about God. And in one translation says he sets those uh, in solitary, he sets them in homes. And so God wants us to have spiritual family. And there are many lonely people, isolated people out there. And one of the things that is glorious about God 
is how he sees the one. Mm -hmm. And he will set you in a family if you'll let him, you know, and he'll bring the people around you. And that's really what happened for us. We were both lonely and we didn't have the nuclear family that, you know, like a lot of people do have. And so we found each other. God put us together. We developed our family, but then we had a lonely family. Mm -hmm. And we were in ministry. Ministry is one of the loneliest places in the world where it can be. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you right now, the reason we have the relationship we do, or especially Rick and I, is because Rick pursued me and did not give up. I, I didn't, I wasn't looking for a relationship. I wasn't looking for a spiritual father in my life. I didn't even know I needed one. Mm -hmm. I was just doing my own thing. You thought all you needed was me. I just needed like, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was great with that. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, but Rick just was relentless, mm -hmm. you know. And But what you mentioned a while ago is so important because what he would do is he would love me, love me, love me, bless me, do all these things. We go out to dinner, they buy us dinner, they buy our kids birthday presents, they do all these things. But then when Rick would see something in me, he would come to me and he would address it. And if I started shutting down, he'd kind of back up, but he would he would give me space, but he just kept coming after it like, hey, God wants to deal with this. I see this in your life. Mm -hmm. And it just took time for me to trust him enough to say, you know, I think you're right. Can you help me with that? Yeah. Um, so that's why we're here and why we're, he's still my, you know, guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, so to speak, is uh, I don't trust any any man like I trust Rick Trapton. Yep. That's right. And to come alongside that, I know I need that as well. And just because I'm older doesn't mean someone younger can't see into my life mm -hmm. and see things that are there that shouldn't be right. or aren't there that should be. Right. And and to be able to speak into that from a place of love, mm -hmm. because I know, period, Jason and Leanna love us, period. That's, right. That's not on the table to question. Uh, and we've, we've learned through relationship, you know, for those opportunities to you know to just raise a question hey can we talk about this mm -hmm. and you know invite that opportunity for iron to sharpen iron mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely I know I desperately need that in my life because like Jesus talked about sheep I'm I can be a wandering sheep and sometimes just not aware of it mm -hmm. and I need good people around me my wife, number one, and other people, Jason, even Leanna, to say, hey, where are you going? Yeah. You know, not literally, but where are you going? Mm -hmm. What? You know? And, right. and to just awaken me to, you know, this is something new that I see in your life. Mm -hmm. Are you aware of it? Right. Do you think, uh, I don't really even know how to pose this question, but... How do you, have you ever felt guilty for the relationship? Like maybe your, uh, your biological, I guess, family, how do, they, how do they perceive the relationship and how have you made all of them feel confident in your love and commitment to them and maybe to not feel threatened mm -hmm. by this relationship? I think this is more of a question for Rick and Yeah, Bill because we, that we don't is. have that family, strong family, biological family um, that would even be jealous, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. We're disconnected. I would feel so honored if your kids were jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think that, you know, in Galatians, it talks about that, about it being adopted. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting, our children, Ashley and Kyle, are both adopted. And I thought it's just such a beautiful picture of how God. Um, adopted us but yet I think God expands our hearts to just love others there's so many I think he puts in us a love for family love and a need for family yes. just to be drawn in and I think every one of us need to be realize that yes. and be open to that and I think it was probably easier because our children were off that we I mean you know Jason talked about he said it's a lonely uh, families but I think Rick and I were lonely to an extent that our children and grandchildren weren't here all the time mm -hmm. and I'm not going to say that there were was never 
jealousy with our children. There probably was more than we even probably knew about. Uh, yet we were living life with them. I mean, really day to day, week by week, and really saw a lot with them. So we just were intentional. We would talk to them about, you know, who we were close to and just, and I think they knew that. I mean, I think right. they're in their hearts, they knew that. And our prayer is that they saw that as a really healthy thing. And it's just our, our hearts being expanded in an incredible way. And just, I just had this one memory. And as I was looking at it almost made me just start crying. Um, but I'll never forget they were renewing their vows. And she brought her, her wedding dress over to be at our home. And, um, that was and 15 years ago. 15 years ago. And it, we, she hung it up, and it was just this mother's love that she hadn't experienced. And we just looked at each other, and I think we just held each other and cried because I was just so mm-hmm. happy and excited for her because she had never had that. And, um, and it was just the most beautiful moment. So it's moments like those that just knit your heart together so yeah. deeply. And then I thought about Jason and um, when they had Spencer and he was a preemie baby. And he came out and we were in the waiting room and he came out and, and he had that little blue, dread, what is that, scrub thing on, whatever it's called. And, but he had these tiny little footprints and he literally had no words and he started weeping and he just fell into our arms and we all just wept together. And I thought, that's God being family. That's God doing yeah, family. Right. And we just truly believe that he entrusted um, Jason, Leanne, and their family to us. Mm-hmm. And, it, and through those hard and good times, it was just this incredible, deep thing he was giving us. And mm-hmm. we're just so, so thankful. They truly are a gift to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think something that comes to my mind is with with our kids, <clears throat> You know, we've we've got to be watchful for jealousy, you know, for things that, that are creeping in that would be wounding to them and to always, you know, be nurturing our relationship mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. and letting them know loving someone else is not a threat to who we are. Exactly. And, and just reassuring and reassuring and reassuring so that they too can nurture other relationships. Exactly. I'm not the fount, you know, for that blessing. I can be I can join in on it. Yes. But you know, as we're watchful for them and loving them, you know, as fully as we can, it's just security for them mm-hmm. and not threatening to them. Absolutely. That is very well explained. Mm-hmm. So how would you encourage, I'm sure that there are people that are gonna, going to hear this and they're thinking, I, I want that in my life. Mm-hmm. And how would you encourage them or how could someone um, search this out? Because we all need to be sharpened and we all need to feel covered and protected. Uh, but if I don't have that in my life, what would you suggest that I do in pursuit of that? I'll, I'll just start with a thought, kind of looking back 20 years ago, you know, I, I had heard a few things about Jason, so I knew a few things about some of his life journey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew that his family of origin wasn't the greatest. Uh, and, you know, I think something that, just as a side note, something really important is, is to not make assumptions about, oh, I'm going to be Jason's buddy. Oh, yeah. You know, but to see, you know, is is there something that that you can show somebody that may prove to be inviting to them, mm-hmm. you know, where where they can look and say, goodness gracious, I've always wanted that and didn't know it. Right. I need that and maybe have even mm-hmm. been a little resistant to it, but now I see something here and you know, all of a sudden your your journey's narrow mm-hmm. and you're finding yourself walking together and like Jason said earlier, things are created over time. Exactly. Beautiful mm-hmm. things take time. Mm-hmm. And and to really I don't 
I don't make it, or I work as best as I can to not make assumptions about a relationship today. Mm-hmm. I want to fully love and be in the moment as best I can, and you know, tomorrow's going to be tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think it's about you know having awareness. You know, look around you right now. Where are you at? Uh, if you're in a church family. You go to church every Sunday. If you're in a group or a Sunday school class, whatever it is, uh, start by looking around you and praying. Mm-hmm. You know, God, who am I supposed to um, give to? Mm-hmm. Who am I supposed to try to connect with? Um, I think we all want to be blessed and we want to receive, but really, this kind of thing starts with giving. Mm-hmm. Who can I be a blessing to? Right. And sometimes, as you begin to give and look for ways to bless other people, um, that begins a relationship, uh, and you know it can grow from there. Not always. Uh, sometimes you're, it's a one-time thing, and you bless somebody, and that's great. You do what God says, but ultimately, it's being open to saying, you know, if you're a person who you know is older, you look around mm-hmm. at all these young families exactly. around you. Many of them are broken. They're struggling. Mm-hmm. Their marriages are struggling. What's okay? Can we take y'all to dinner? Yes. You know, buy their dinner. Um, take them out after church. Have them over on a Friday night. Just begin to invest mm-hmm. in somebody. Exactly. You know, that's something that uh, in our family, uh, we we have gone through some transition with my my biological family and my family of origin over the past few years. And there was a period of time where I just kind of felt really sorry for myself. Like, man, this is not what I thought this stage of my life that family was going to look like. And uh, I remember one morning with the Lord, the Lord was like, like, you can be upset about this for years. Mm -hmm. Or you can listen to what I'm saying and we can create something pretty beautiful Mm -hmm. out of this. And from watching your example... Um, we just started inviting several young families yeah. mm-hmm. to be with us. And they come to our family functions, and their kids are uh, just as you know dear to us as anybody. And um, they have become family to us. Mm-hmm. And my kids love it. You know, they've embraced them. And it's just been an incredible thing because the Lord is about placing the lonely in families. And if we just will look around, I mean, man, there is great opportunity for that. It's funny you say that because uh, every Christmas, you know, we all gather at our home, you know, and have a Christmas dinner and celebrate. And and uh, last year, I think it was last year, may have been the year before, but we were standing around the bar holding hands, all the family and, and uh, And I just reflected back, you know, there was a time they were the lonely, Mm -hmm. you know, and God put them in our family. Yeah. And then it just, you know, this awareness just settled on me. Our kids have gone to Tennessee and Dallas, and now we were the lonely. That's right. Mm -hmm. In their family. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it's just the goodness of God. Yeah, you know it's just <laughs> it's just the beauty of you know God's plan and you know it's just you know just Thanksgiving welled up in me and I you know I cried as I prayed and and uh, you know and I thought you know oh they were the they were the lonely now we're the lonely yeah. you know and it's beautiful it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. beautiful and it was the plan all along I didn't yeah. even know it. Yeah. I didn't know it. Well, not just a plan, but a promise. Oh, like, it's yeah. a promise that he sets the lonely in families. And so we, I mean, they were mm-hmm. such a promise fulfilled. Oh. And, and to our kids, to, mm-hmm. to our grandkids now also, mm-hmm. that if there's big news going on in our family, it's always like, we got to tell Rick and Brenda. Yes. And every mm-hmm. wedding we've planned so far, Brenda's on the front row with oh. me and Rick, you know, is pro- had has performed the ceremony and still has a few more to go, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I think the other side of that is when you're on the receiving end 
and like we were, you know, originally. And one, you know, aspect is like acknowledging, okay, I need this. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to feel guilty that I need mm-hmm. it. I don't need to feel bad or weak even that even if you come from a great family oh, you've yeah. got a great yeah. mom and dad or great grandparents to your kids doesn't mean there aren't other people who can take another role and speak mm-hmm. into your life yes. that your your you know your biological family maybe can't yes. or won't. Yes. And not maybe it's not even their place to. That's right. And so but I know for us and can I speak for you here? Yes, <laughs> Especially for him, it really required vulnerability Mm -hmm. and that was really difficult i i was a little more vulnerable like for sure you know but it was like in allowing another voice into our life and going okay can i trust this and and it was baby steps you know Mm -hmm. i mean for a while you know not not as much for me but it was you know for jason for sure because he was guarded and Mm -hmm. he was so careful and and everybody else had proven you know not trustworthy Mm -hmm. in his life and so you know we like over time got more and more vulnerable and a lot just made room for correction for encouragement and, and then it bled over into our children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and I don't know if you remember this, Brenda, but this has probably been 12 or 13 years ago. Um, we were in, our, our oldest son was in a rebellious, you know, season. It was a, I mean, a long season. But we were kind of in the, the depths of that. And Brenda came over one day and she had brought prayers typed out for each of my children individually. And she said, we're going to go in every bedroom and we're going to pray this prayer and aloud. And it was, it was, I mean, it, I don't even know where you, I mean, I know the Holy Spirit must've put that inside of you, you know, but it, it was so much more than just about Jason and I, mm-hmm. but it like they they have impacted generations, yeah. mm-hmm. and and it will. I mean, it's just a lifelong. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't even know. I don't know how the impact the kingdom has had just in our family yeah. because of what they have deposited and took time to. There's a lot of other things mm-hmm. she could have been doing. She's probably at my house two or three hours. Yeah, and it was it was it was just a moving moment and I know like we have what we have today because of the prayers they prayed over us and our kids. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. And I want to address something you actually said this earlier and I want to kind of come back to it just to say, you know, in the garden when God created everything perfect, the first command he said was be fruitful and multiply. So it the goal here when we think about family is not isolation but multiplication. That's right. So you don't just have one father. You can have many spiritual fathers, exactly. even if you have a great dad. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, and you can be open to other people in your life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for us, we have other friends. Yes. They have other friends. We hang out with different couples. We're different ages. Um, you know, we don't go out every night yeah. or whatever. We know what we have and who we are. That's but right. we also have... You know, we want to we want to have this spiritual family where we're giving and receiving from people in all walks of life. Exactly. Because I think there's such a a a an orphan spirit on our society today. Mm-hmm. But one of the promises of God is that in the last days He'll return the hearts of the children back to the fathers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a desperate need we have right now in the church, capital C is we need spiritual fathers. Uh, We need sons, you know, that know their identity. Uh, We need family. We need connection. Um, The enemy's working to get us into isolation. And God's saying, no, multiply. Mm -hmm. Multiply your relationships. Love more people. Bless more people. You know, Mm -hmm. this is is God's design for us. That's right. And Jason, I so agree because I feel like we always in relationships need to be able to give permission to have other relationships. I don't think we take ownership to that, but we have permission to have other spiritual mentors speak in our life, other people. And I think that's how God planned it to be all along. And mm-hmm. I know with our uh, grown children living out of town, we have prayed and God has brought into their lives 
men and women that speak into their lives. We pray for that because we're not there. And not that we still don't get to, whether FaceTime or when we get to see them or over the phone, get to speak into them, but yet that there's somebody present close in their lives that they can talk to. And and I think sometimes it's healthy to have somebody besides mom and dad Mm -hmm. to be able to speak to because sometimes mom and dad kind of view it through a different lens yeah. and whereas somebody on the outside may be able to view it a little bit differently yeah. and um, and just and lead always back to the feet of Jesus I think in that relationship I know I remember just a specific time just as they were sharing Jason Leanna when they were so broken showing up on their back porch and probably at the time they might not have even wanted us there but we just showed up anyway yeah and we, that's another part of no, it no well you know yeah. you, you came to the door we were outside they came to the door and we didn't answer so they walked around to the gate <laughs> of our hey, backyard <laughs> we knew we just needed to love on them and we yes. sat and we helped their children and let them cry but then at the same time I remember Jason have held us when we have wept like a baby boy and girl mm-hmm. and just cried our eyes out and I remember one time sitting with Jason in the car for just a few minutes when one of our children were going through something and I remember just him just saying do you know this and it was something we didn't know and it was like Ah, but I knew I felt so safe, and I've felt that with Leanna just, I mean, thousands of times, felt safe just saying what's on our heart, and um, that's that's so important. I think Mm -hmm. just that relationship being on love and trust is that's just the foundation of relationships, and Mm -hmm. they've got to be built on that, because if those are one of them's broken, it's not going to be a healthy relationship, And, and one of the things I thought about as we were sharing, too, is um, I think that Rick and I try, try when we're close to someone that has come to us, whether, you know, with Jason Lee and other people, um, is just still to be honoring towards the parents that are still alive, their parents, because we know they have a story. We know that those parents have a broken story or have said, all of us have a story, oh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has a story. Rick and I have a big story. Mm-hmm. And so just to be honoring of... Um, of the parents that are in is still alive. And I know just recently, Leanna's dad was in, in town and he, he just came up to Rick and said, well, hi, Rick. And just and it was just this sweet thing because we want them to not feel like we are uh, invading on that relationship. Mm-hmm. That we just want to add to those relationships. Right. And it'd be love and just hope. And, and that's just Rick's, I think, Rick's in our heart when we spend time with someone. Yeah. And I feel like I just... You know, I feel like this is a word maybe for somebody that's listening right now. It's one thing to know you're not an orphan, mm-hmm. and it's a whole other thing to realize I'm also not an only child. Yes. Mm. You know, I grew up in an, with an orphan spirit because my dad was, you know, absent. And so I have this orphan thing on me. And I, even after I got saved, it took me a long time to realize I was still operating under an orphan mindset. And I remember God setting me free from that and saying, you're not an orphan, you're a son. Uh-huh. Many men will never even get to that place, yeah. unfortunately. But that's a huge word for somebody that maybe feels like an orphan. You need to come into sonship, but then to know you're also not an only child. You need other people. That was actually just as big for me to be able to say, oh, I need people uh-huh. in my life. There are other members of the body of Christ uh-huh. around me that need me. And I actually need them. That's right. That's right. I want that, to go and ahead. That's, that's not a weakness. Oh, yeah. no. That's actually yeah. a strength. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a weakness it, if you've been an orphan. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Time. And, that's and right. the enemy would want you to believe it is. Yeah. You know, you're incomplete if you need somebody. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That That's such a great strength to say, gosh, this world, God uses other people to be the voice, the hands, the feet, and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. those arms of love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's friends, family are expressions of heaven. Oh, yes, right. they are. Yeah. And I think what kind of makes us, when you're like, whew, that's kind of hard for me to step into, it's that feeling of being vulnerable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you can't develop deep intimacy, though, if you're not, first of all. But I want us to close with this last question, and I want you all to, to think about how you would answer it. But I want to know what your relationship with each other has taught you about the heart of the, the Father, mm-hmm. our Heavenly Father. But when I listen to you, 
what I just keep hearing the Lord say, you know, the scripture says, above all else, guard your heart. And that doesn't mean that we're not supposed to love and be vulnerable, right. mm-hmm. but we are supposed to be wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of what you were getting at, Brenda, is that um, I've seen this kind of relationship be very unhealthy and dysfunctional mm-hmm. sure. in other people because, you know, it becomes I am the voice in your life. Mm-hmm. You have to ask mm-hmm. me for wisdom and direction right. and you know and that is not healthy at mm-hmm. all and it's kind of like what you were saying Rick about holding the relationship yeah. gently. So it is very much an adult relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't expect you to obey us. You know, you may disagree with the counsel that we give you, but just like Jason said, I'm not going anywhere. Right. Agree mm-hmm. or disagree, we're in this thing together. Um, that is being wise in your vulnerability and in your mm. love. And so when I ask my own self the question, what do I learn about the heart of the Lord from looking at y'all's relationship? Jason and Leanna, I think that uh, just having a vulnerable trust and being willing to open up and allow them to have this place in your life is has been a great testimony to me. Mm. Um, it has been wonderful to watch as even in those difficult times of sharpening, yeah. you have remained true to, hey, we're, we're in this, and we want to hear from you, and we're not going to run away. Um, and that's a beautiful picture to me of, of the relationship that we have with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you guys, Rick and Brenda, I've never seen anyone express more unconditional love for a multitude of people. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And there are so many people who would say, I think they love me the most. <laughs> and it's just because everybody that is around you in that moment feels 100% accepted and yeah. loved and seen. Um, and that is an incredible characteristic that the two of you have but it definitely is a beautiful picture of the Lord yeah everyone is his favorite and he gives full attention and care to each one of us um, and we don't have to earn it we don't have to perform to receive it and and that's something that I've learned about God's heart through mm-hmm. you so what would you say this relationship has taught you guys about the the heart of the Lord. Well, and Rick hears me say this all the time, but it's so true. When I when I feel like I hear the Father's voice, he sounds like Rick. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, there there are a lot of reasons for that, but I mean, first, it was it, it's the position that God gave Rick in my life to to really be a father figure and a really, really great father figure. Oh, yeah. And because I I hadn't had that before. And you know, there are so many verses about, you know, how we, you know, we relate to God as father. And for Jason and I, we didn't have anything to really reflect on for that. Like, well, a, relating to God like a father is that's negative. Oh yeah. You know, that's yeah. not a good that doesn't feel good. That feels like rejection. That yeah. feels like abandonment. And so Rick took on this role that was the total opposite. And and the character of the two of them, it is the character of God. Oh, yeah. And I mean, for us especially, I think they'll, they'll never leave us. Mm-hmm. They'll never forsake us. Right. And and they do love us unconditionally, mm-hmm. and they're they're not disappointed in us. Right. They they're so proud of us, and and you know that like having that from you know from such a powerful couple mm-hmm. in our life is it is what the father looks like. Mm-hmm. It's what the kingdom looks like. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had this picture as Leanna was sharing, and this is kind of a funny one, but I just saw thought about the river of life. And, you know, as you're, like, I thought about, you know, tubes where you're floating in those tubes down the river, Mm -hmm. and you see rapids ahead, but then you see the calm waters, if you've ever done that. And I thought, 
and you stick together. Sometimes you connect together by yeah. your feet, your hands. And I thought there is something so beautiful that in that in family is that you stay connected in all the joys and trials. And I thought it's just the Father's love. I thought it's His faithfulness. It's the wonderment of the Father. It's the mystery of the Father. It is the love of the Father that goes over and over that we can make it through this life because life is not easy, but yet we can be joined together and that He will never leave or forsake us. That's right. And that He does see. He does notice. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's a huge thing for us to comprehend. And I know Rick has put older people in our lives that I have several spiritual mentors and, um, and it's just so important and I think I want what they have. And when I get down to the basis of it, it's who they, how they see their father, how they see their Abba Daddy, who their identity is. Mm -hmm. And out of that, they can love others. Right. And when they know their identity, they can love others in that way. That's right. I've seen that that, uh, I consistently view God too narrowly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to grow into is just the wonder of who God is and you know how we could never search him out and and I love the fact that that uh, Jason and Leanna have consistently been a part of me seeing God bigger mm-hmm. more grand more powerful, more tender, more strong, more loving, more forgiving, more gracious, mm-hmm. you know, than, than I saw him yesterday. Mm-hmm. And his tenderness, his strength, his, the power of, of words, you know, and, and just using, using them because they are such trusted expressions yeah. of just countless things, you know. Yeah. I, People ask me about my, you know, relationship with Jason. I don't even know where to begin talking oh, about yeah. it. <laughs> you know, the first thing I think about is it's fat. It's oh. full. It's thick. <laughs> it's strong. It's tender. It's, mm. you know, I, it's, you know, yes. it's just mm. countless things like God is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like God is. How do you <laughs> search those things out? And if we're watchful, he look at this. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Uh-huh. You know. Look at this. Look. You know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I think the one word that comes to my mind that I've learned about God through relationship, the heart of God, is that He is so faithful. Just faithfulness mm-hmm. is that is the word that comes to me. And what we have to understand is that many of the promises of God are actually dependent upon somebody else in your life. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to say, well, I know God's my provider, but how does he provide? Right. It's usually through somebody else. Abraham gets a promise, you're going to be a father to many nations, mm-hmm. not without Sarah. That's right. You know, many of God's promises come about through relationship, and when we're confused or doubting God, you know, one thing we haven't talked about, and we don't tell a whole lot of people this, but is when we really connected for the first time, we were struggling. Um, we were in bad financial shape. We didn't have any money for Christmas to buy the kids gifts. And this couple showed up on our doorstep, and God had put it on their heart to give us a financial gift. We were able to buy gifts. We cried like babies Aww. because of them. Mm. And... Um, they didn't know. They didn't even know us. This was before the relationship had really begun. We just knew we knew each other from a distance, but there wasn't this what we have mm-hmm. now. And but what I saw was, oh, God is provider. Yeah. That was more about God. He put it on their hearts, you know. So mm. I just I think many of us are missing out on the blessings and promises of God because. We're not willing to connect with other people. That's right. But he is, God is faithful. Mm-hmm. God is faithful to meet all of our needs, every need that we have. But we have to be open. We have to be vulnerable. We have to be willing to be stretched. Yeah. All of those types of things. Yeah. Wow. Well, I just want to say thank you for taking time to come and share because this is definitely something that is very Uh, close to my heart and I know that it is going to be very meaningful to anybody that listens to this. Um, 
I want to ask Rick if you would just kind of close us and maybe just pray a blessing over anyone who is listening that either struggles with an orphan spirit like Jason was describing or somebody that just says, okay, God, I'm going to open up my eyes and pay attention because I want this kind of a relationship in my life. Father, we are just so grateful for your goodness your love that knows no bounds, your faithfulness. And uh, Lord, we just thank you that uh, you are always near to us. We never have to go searching you out. Mm -hmm. You are right there if we'll just be aware. And uh, Lord, I just thank you that you always... Uh, or positioning us for an upgrade if we'll just come along with you. And thank you, Lord, that, that you use people in our lives to express who you are uh, when we just need something tangible. We just need something that we hear through our actual ears instead of through our heart or spirit. Uh, but, Father, thank you that, uh, that you will help us connect. Thank you, Father, that you will point out and direct. Thank you, Father, that you do go before us and mm. build bridges when we don't know how to mm. or where to. And God, we're just grateful for uh, the families that, that you've built around us mm -hmm. and allowed us to be a part of. And uh, the way you've just shown yourself so good and so faithful. And Lord, for all of those listening, God, we just, uh, we just hope that our conversation has been encouraging and, and it's built uh, little seeds of faith that will bring about uh, a promise if they will just be acted on, right. Lord. So be with them, direct them. Uh, God, and just show them, shine your light on people that... Uh, that just need to be encouraged, loved, and, and connected with, Lord, so that you can be glorified mm -hmm. when it's all said and done. Yes, In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.